Come on. Wow. God is so good. Wow, worship was incredible. You guys are incredible. If you don't know Samuel Robinson, uh, you want to be here. You also want to bring your, uh, your friends, your family. Honestly, you want to bring people that are sick. Uh, we believe in healing here, and we, we, we're not diminishing what, we, what happens here every Sunday. But Sam moves in a very strong healing anointing. Um, he's actually uh, one of my best friends, so he phones me like almost every day. And so there's constantly miracles are happening, like literally. And uh, I'm just going to build some uh, faith up for even you, um, because I love that. Is that uh, Sam's actually been moving in some stuff. and Gifts work in different ways, so I'm not going to put this pressure on Sammy. Um, well, I will behind the scenes, but um, um, but God can do what He wants to do when He comes. But Sam's actually moving in some stuff right now that He's literally just calling out. He's not calling out words of knowledge; He's calling out the person and then telling you words of knowledge. Um, he might share some of his stories. Uh, get myself in trouble here. To just actually, I'll build the faith. He's actually was calling out the other day in the meeting, pin numbers for credit cards, credit card numbers. So they actually had to stop it because they were recording. This isn't a joke. So, anyways, he just loves Jesus, and he's a good friend. He loves God. Uh, Brent sends his blessings. They are about in Arizona right now, heading to Palm Springs, and then he flies out Tuesday to meet uh, Chris Castle and I in Reading. Um, we're going down this week. There's some leadership meetings down there. So, be in prayer. <sighs> Fire come. No, well, I mean, I just yeah, Jesus, you're good. You're so good, Lord. I just thank you right now. I thank you that we don't lose momentum when the worship team stops. Lord, I just declare that right now, Lord God, an atmosphere in this place of revival. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you are a God and a good God that you want to pour out even at this moment, Lord God. We don't have to wait till Sammy comes on the 13th. We don't have to wait for somebody else to touch us because we got the Holy Spirit and we got the Spirit of God within us. And I, don't thank, I thank you, Lord, right now. Come on. Come on. Get excited, you guys. Come on. Get excited. I'm here to stir it up. Come on. God wants us excited, and he wants to see. Like, I'm telling you, I love that God healed people of depression this morning that like we were declaring. But come on, we got to rise up or depression doesn't get into the church. I'll tell you, some of us need to just start actually declaring over ourselves the kingdom of God. I'm not, no condemnation to people that, have, uh, that are dealing with, uh, with um, depression. But I'm telling you, we can get past the pills. Because my Bible says so. He didn't make us to be depressed. He actually made us to be excited. We're supposed to wake up every morning excited about what he's about to do through us, with us, around us. Come on, we got to break off that spirit of, of heaviness and release the joy today. Come on. Come on. We have a choice, you guys. Our words are powerful and we actually have to declare them. A lot of things we're actually missing out is just because we're not stepping into them. Because we don't believe them enough. We got to start actually speaking them over our lives. We get to step into the Word of God when we actually align ourselves with the Word of God. See, God is actually a gentleman. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. And that, what I mean by that is that he gave us free will. And with free will, we have to choose to step into it. A lot of times, we actually miss out because we don't step out. We, the church needs to step over the chicken line. We do. We got to get fired. And, and, and one of the biggest ways is that is be yourself, guys. I felt this in worship, but I'm not into my message yet. But, I'm telling you, we got to break through. And we can't worry about what people think. I'm telling you, I might get a little loud. I don't know what's going to happen this morning because I'm an excitable person. 
Why? Because, man, I'm a revivalist. Oh, well, well that's a big title. No, it's not. Charlie Robinson told me years ago, he says, Kevin, if people want to know what you are, tell me you're a revivalist because it's not in Scripture. So they can't make you look like anything. We're too worried about trying to look like something when we just actually have to be something. Come on. We, you are living breakthroughs everywhere right now. Some of us need to just say, hey, man, I'm powerful. I'm anointed. Why? Because Christ in me is the hope of glory. Oh, Jesus, come on. So I do. I want to break off something right now. I just declare, I want to declare right now the breaking of the distraction of lack. I had two dreams that night. The Lord says, break off the distraction of lack. And what I mean by that is we're getting too much focus on the idea of lacking something. We're missing out. Instead of seeing what God is doing and seeing that he's got everything already. He's got the, the, the cattle on a thousand hills. Jesus wasn't worried. They walked through places. They're like, hey, we've got to pay our taxes. Let's just go grab some fish. Some of us need to go get some fish. Come on. Some of us actually need to step out in our faith and actually start pulling on it with wisdom. But we are a people, you guys. If you're part of this family or joining or been around, we are a people that believe in the fullness of the word. And we're not going to be ashamed of it. Because we actually expect to see signs and wonders and miracles and things happening every day because we're children of his. Come on. Come on. We have to believe it. A lot of us are just going, well, that's for somebody else. No, that's for you. Some of us, you guys need to learn to stir ourselves up. Come on. Come on, people. We got to get excited and actually believe. Oh, man, we got to... In prayer downstairs, I literally saw a vision of us like, he's like, Lord's like, go, go smack that hornet's nest this morning. Go smack it down. And I'll tell you in the natural, if you know, uh, well, Chris is out of the room, that's good. We've had some hornet's nests. I'm not that brave in the natural with hornet's nests, just so that you know. I'm the guy like, whoa, like, it's funny, I, I spray like way over there, it doesn't even hit it. But, um, but that, in, in the spirit, we can't be scared to get the hornets mad, because they can't touch you. Come on, I was talking to Chuck this morning. We are on the offense. We're not on the defense. The enemy wants to believe that we're in defense. It's never in scripture. We're always on the offense. The enemy's fleeing. He's running. Until we choose to see him differently. But the crazy thing in reality, he's still running because the victory's already won. We actually are creating a false narrative and believing the enemy's beating you up today. Come on. Woof, victory's ours. Come on. We have to believe. In this house, I'm going to touch on this morning some of our values, our core values, because you got to, this is our thought patterns. This is our, our core values, that God is moving today, that he actually wants to touch you guys today. And if you haven't figured out yet, this is a, not just a normal church, but we're actually what we call, uh, or been called, an apostolic center. And just, I'm going to preach and teach on that this morning, but in that, it's actually a, a culture that's gathering around fathers and mothers around family because we're not gathering around just some man, man of God or some woman of God and just putting them on a pedestal. We actually want to create a culture that we are all connected, that we are all doing it, that not one's greater than the other, that actually the kingdom of God wants to move and that you guys are actually supposed to look like the kingdom, right? Man, it builds a different expectation because we, we're not just praying just for a good message. We're praying so something actually changes here. And we actually, get this, you guys, we want you to think. No, if you're coming here with just being like, hey, I just want some rules, I want this stuff. No, we're going to, our goal here is when we minister even on a Sunday morning or in our school, we are challenging you guys to actually go and check it out for yourself. Everything I'm saying here, I haven't even started in scripture yet. Everything I'm saying, I hope you go and check it out. 
Is it really true? Because you need a revelation that it's true. You don't need, you don't need a revelation. Kevin, had, I have a revelation that we're going to see people healed. I watched you two because when I partner with somebody else, oh, it just amps up in the room here. Come on, I can feel it. I felt it in worship this morning. There's an excitement. There's an expectation. Because that's what we want. I, I, taught, I was part of a ministry years ago, and, and it was amazing because in that ministry, there was a, a, a real culture of, of expectation. Not everything else was great, but there was a, lot of, there was a culture of expectation. And I'm not ashamed to talk about that. Because in it was this understanding that every time we would get together or every time somebody get to, we'd have testimonies, and we'd be stirring it up. And then we'd have testimonies and expectation that, hey, what if today? Well, get this. This is literally how we would talk. Guys, the service starts tomorrow at 7 o'clock. What if our lives change tomorrow? But get that. We actually believe. What if something just transforms me? What if I just get that level of understanding? That's what it is. When you get the revelation, it transforms you. And all of a sudden, you can move mountains and do what the Word says. All of a sudden, you're not worried about what people think. Because too many of us have the fear of man in the church. I'm working through that myself. I'm pushing right now. My mind's telling me my religious spirit's like, get in the word, Kevin, right now. And I'll get there. No, it happens to all of us. We have to step into what God's called each one of you to. Don't look like me. Don't look like Jeremy. Don't look like John. Be who you're called. Because when you rise up in who you are called to be and who Christ made you and actually start believing how he made you and that you are actually powerful, that you are a child of the king, that you actually move heaven, and earth, but when you call a thing that is not into existence, it comes. When you decide to do that, things happen around you, and guess what? People see it. Don't hold back, guys. We can't have you holding back because we can't. Have, we do not want mixture. Come on, mixture is killing the church. Come on, and I'm not just talking about mixture of sin and stuff. I'm talking mixture of the word. We say we believe it, but do we really believe it? Because that's mixture. Oh, when the prayer of faith is prayed, it's going to be, yeah, we believe that, but do we really believe it? Because that's the mixture. Are you going to give 100%? Come on. Are we going to get excited? Come on, when you worship, are you going to give 100%? Oh, now you just want us to do stuff. Yes, because we have to activate ourselves. Because you know what? We're spiritual beings first. Do you guys know that? Your spirit being, you are eternal. There's, your spirit within you is, uh, is, is going to live forever, Right? So we need to smarten that thing up. No, we got to build that up. That's what the Word does. Speaking in tongues does. That's what fellowshipping with the Lord does. But we need to actually acknowledge that our spirit is alive. Are we listening to our spirit or are we listening to our flesh? So often, because I'll tell you, when we bind our, Holy, our spirits with the Holy Spirit that thing's, and start listening to it, you're going to start getting dangerous. Come on. Come on, people. I look out there and I'm seeing you guys are warriors, man. You aren't leaving yet, so that's a good thing. No, for real. God is so into moving upon us. We are in the greatest hours right now. I'm telling you, things are happening, and I want to be a part of it. I just want to be there. Come on. I want some. I actually, oh, man. Personally, I want us to be known as a little bit crazy. No, I do. Because the disciples were. But we've, we've tamed it down too much. From the front to the end here, there's angels in here, there's prophetic stuff in here, there's signs and wonders in this stuff, and, and it's almost like we're scared to talk about it. Well, we're not here, but I'm talking about out there, right? Because we might offend the church. 
Man, we need to. Come on, it's time. Because we have the answer, and it's Jesus. It's the simplest thing. Oh, mom, we, gotta live, we have to learn to live out of the kingdom. We have to choose. Every day is a choice. And I like to bring this up. I just threw this in this, before my message this morning. I remembered this. Esther 4.14. You guys know the story of Esther? So Esther's all set up. God puts her in the perfect place at the perfect time to literally shift history, right? To save the, the Jews, right? Do we get that? We, we're just going to jump there right away. And if you jump to Esther 4.14, which won't come up because I didn't give them this, um, it says, for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place. I want to stop there for a second. It just said something we love, especially in the charismatic church. We love the slogan, which I'm going to get to, is, for such a time as this. It's for such a time as this. We, look, we have conferences called such a time as this. No, it's true, and it's not bad. Because it stirs us up. It brings up an expectation. But we forget sometimes to talk about the truth of the word. And actually truth of how God works with people. With, and it's, this is the fact. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise from Jews from another place. What he's saying is, is Esther, if you don't do it, God is going to make it happen anyways. Or do you want to be a part of it or not be a part of it? I'm telling you, so often we're waiting for somebody else to do it. I'm telling you, we'd be in so much further... I'm t- I'm, for all of us, is if we stop waiting for others and we'd actually step into what we're called to do. Right? And I'm one that I want, I want no one left behind. But I'm telling you that people have to, if they, people that choose to stay behind, I'm done with, for me personally, maybe I better be careful here, but I am, I'm done with those words. Oh, you can never leave anyone behind. Jesus had to. Man, he had 70 of them. The miracles, signs, and wonders, and he's like, hey, eat my blood. I drink my blood, eat my, my body, and then like a bunch of them left. Did he go around? Oh, hold on. Turn back my message. No. Because he's actually calling us to be who we're called to be. And I'm telling you, it's such a time as this, but it's such a time as this for if you want it. Each one of us, every day, we, I, I live like this. I, live, I know it's my choice. I can't blame anybody else. I can't even blame my wife. I try, it don't work. Because I get a lot of people here slapping me then. I'm like, but it's true. If you're living in pain or living in past regrets, stop it and move into today, the truth, and say it's such a time as this, and I'm choosing to be somebody's breakthrough. I'm telling you, stop worrying about your own breakthrough. Step into somebody else's break. Be the breakthrough for somebody else, because when you sow, you reap. That's not just giving you guys. When you sow and be a breakthrough for somebody else, your breakthrough's coming. I'm telling you, if you actually be a part of being a solution to somebody else, your solutions are coming. That's how the kingdom works. Oh, Jesus. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Let's go home. Just kidding. I'm just getting started here. Oh, man. God is extremely good. You have to understand, when, um, in this culture that we have here, is that we believe that God is good. But not just good, extremely good. That actually goes back to what I'm saying here. He wants so only good for you guys. It's our choices when other things stuff, stuff happens. Right? It's called take ownership. I know you guys came here, just want to, just a little bit of good stuff. No, this is good. We have to be real. We actually have to look at our lives and say, oh my goodness. I love it when people, I get so excited when people come and say, oh my, oh man, help me work through this. I'm like, God's showing me these things. I'm like, oh, this person's moving somewhere. Because when they truly are saying, and they're not coming going, hey, how do I blame somebody else for this in my life? They're like, oh, how can we get past this? 
You know what? That's the school of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, when you step into that, the God's grace comes and you're going to see things that you've never seen before. Why? Because he wants to partner with us. Because he wants to teach us all things. He loves the body, but he wants to have personal relationship actually pruning. Oh, is there verses about that? Yeah. When you prune something, it actually changes something. So it can grow better. Oh, Psalms 103, 8 to 13. I'm going to tell you how good God is. Lord, you're so kind and tender-hearted and so patient with people who fail you. Come on. That puts me in there. Right on. That means he loves me. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. You don't look at us only to find our faults just so that you can hold a grudge against us. You guys, we got to, I'm reading this for a purpose. We've been lied to for too long without even realizing. We have ideas about God that are not in the Bible. That he's mad at us. How many times have you watched a movie where supposedly God's mad at everybody? We're, we're, who's ever heard of the, the, the theory of going, hey, oh, I better not tell God I don't want to go to Africa because then God's going to send me. That's not scriptural. Oh, but I've heard too many missionaries say that that's what happened to them. No. If you actually talk to them, you'll find out beforehand there was already seeds in there. They already gave their yes. When you give your yes... He shows you what your desires are. But we got to break our understanding because we're, we have a God that loves us so much that he actually wants to see you. And he actually wants to see you thrive. He wants to see you noticed. Oh, no, 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 you have to. It's all humility. Yes, it is. But when you get to know him, the humility comes anyways. He's not worried. And guess what? He's not worried about somebody else getting more gifted than you. We got to break this. Come on. We got to break that people think that you have, it's like, oh no, what if that person is more gifted? It doesn't matter. You should be more excited. Because guess what? God puts you in a place, and when you're actually following His will, you don't have to work for your place. I'm telling you, what I'm doing right now, I don't know how I got here. I didn't fight some ladder or fight over people, because we have a culture that God places people in position. That's one of, my fa- one of my favorite things. I love a lot. We're going to Reading this week. I love it. But if you talk, they'll share this. Chris Walton will share it. We love Chris, and he's, we love him, and we recognize him as a prophet. But I'll tell you, he will share from his own mouth constantly that he is not the most accurate prophet or the most gifted prophet at Reading. But guess what? He's the associate leader of the whole ministry. Why? Because God put him there, and he doesn't have to fight for it every day. We've got to stop fighting each other and actually just trust that God actually has the best place for us. And then guess what? And pray. Pray your leaders see, the tr- see positions. And guess what? It's not about actually positions in the church. It's about the positions of the kingdom. Yeah. We're so worried about getting seen here when we actually would go do the stuff that no one else gets to know about. Man, some of the best testimonies are when you... Oh, as somebody that loves to share the kingdom, it's so hard sometimes. You do some of the best things God does, and then afterwards, like, yeah, you can't share that. You're like, No! But Lord, I want them to use it because I wanted them to um, encourage them. He's like, no, that's about you. Right? It's not about us. When it's not about us, it becomes about us. You know that? It's like when you start worshiping. Have you ever noticed? It's, uh, it drives me crazy, especially when you're leading a service. It's like we get into that worship and it gets into the high praises and we're praising him and the king of glory is in the room and we're all buzzing and all of a sudden everybody in the room feels like they could take over the world. And, and you're like, it's like I'm worshiping Jesus. We're worshiping. It's all about you, Jesus. We're singing all about you, Jesus. And all of a sudden he's like, I want to heal them. Take the healing anointing in the room. And you're like, 
huh? But no, it's about you. He's like, I know it's about me. That's why I can touch you now. We should be getting healed in the glory. But again, I want to stop something about free will. There's something about the kingdom, and I, haven't, I don't understand it all, but some way, somehow, in the kingdom, it, it's all about acknowledging. Because we sing these, we're like, oh, oh, come Holy Spirit. Well, actually, we're really saying, I'm acknowledging the Holy Spirit's here now. Because he never left. Jesus didn't leave you. Because he promises he never does. But we need to acknowledge, and we need to teach the body, I believe, is that in those moments... We're in those high praises and the glories upon us and we're worshiping and all of a sudden you feel the presence. It's like, hey, Lord. And he's just like, I love you. Because you know you love it when he says that? I love you. And you're like, oh, I received that. I want to receive the fullness of salvation, which is so-so, mind, body, soul, and spirit. So if my body's hurting, I want that healed too. Guess what? You're not taking away from him. You're actually living what he actually desires. You guys, we actually believe that when Jesus died on the cross, he walked out of that tomb and it was done. No, no, it was done. See, we actually don't even have a, not that we love the cross and what Jesus did on the cross. But we get caught up too much on the cross and forget what happened afterwards. That was just for a purpose. And I don't even believe, I don't believe the devil put him on the cross. The devil doesn't have much of power. The Lord allowed that. Man, I was just this other, other day, I just, a couple of days, I was just waiting on the Lord and he's just like, just meditate on the fact that he's, he was up there. Now, we, we say this because we love, oh yeah, we say he was up there and he died for me. No, no. He was up there with all power, all authority. Man, you know how, oh man, my personality, I would have ripped everyone apart. Honestly, I'd be like, forget you. You guys suck. Like, seriously. But he did. In all his authority, in all his power, and in his love, he stayed there and they mocked him. Literally. At least he could have done a show, like jumped off for a second, hey, and then popped back on. Like, that's my mind. I'm like, come on, God, why didn't you do that? And then freaked them all out. Right not? Well, then they would have taken him off. That's the problem. Right? He needed to. For us, though. Because he made us, and that's what this all begins with, is that he made us to have relationship with us. And he actually wants, he, get this, he actually wants to spend eternity with you. Eternity, guys. That's a long time. He wants to. That's actually why he made you. But then in his, in his incredible personality, he decided, hey, I want them not just to be forced to. I want them to want to. Even though he says, I desire none to perish, he chose to, out of his love, to say, I want to experience real love. Just like each one of us. Who wants to be loved in the, by being told to be loved? It's like, thanks. Come on. He's a good God. You, uh, okay, whatever. You may dis discipline us for, many, for our many sins, but never as much as you really deserve. Nor do you, even, you get, nor do you get even with us for what we've done. Higher than the highest heavens, that's how, you, how high you are. Tender mercy extends. Come on. Greater the grandeur of heaven above is the greatness of your loyal love. Towering over all who fear you and bow down before you. For farther than from a sunrise to a sunset. That's how far we've been removed from our guilt from us. The same way a loving father feels towards his children, that's but a sample of your tender feelings towards us, you beloved children who live in awe of you. We're saints and not sinners, guys. If you haven't heard that, check it out. Read it. Read Romans. We're saints and not sinners. We, are not, we do not declare over ourselves in this house that we are sinners. 
We are saints. That's our past. We don't own that anymore. That's dead. We ain't no sinners. His love paid the price, and it was done. The gospel is pretty simple, guys. The gospel says that he died and rose again for us. Now, what do we do with it? Come on. Matthew 7, 7 to 11 says, Ask, and, the, and this gift is yours. Seek, and you'll, you'll discover. Knock, and the door will be open for you. Come on. He always answers. Some of us go back, we need to jump into Revelations 4. What's the, come on, come up, come up here. When, oh, man, now I totally lost it. You know that saying? You know, Revelations 4. Come here, come up now. The door's open. That's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> it's open, and he wants you to experience it. He does. Come on. We need to get, we're so caught up more on, <laughs> jumped on Revelations here, caught up in trying to find the end when we haven't figured out the beginning. No, we do. It's, it's, I know that's a saying, but it's true. Uh, we did a, well, in a different place, a different church I was in, we actually did a, um, a survey and asked everyone to fill in what they would like us to teach on. 90% was asking for eschatology. You guys, that's a problem. Because they haven't figured out the other part of the Bible yet. And no, yeah, I'll push some buttons. I can't find in this Bible that says go and figure out how it works at the end. He actually says, come and join me today. That's a big difference. I'm telling you, I'm going to speak to, they're going to rattle some stuff. I'm going to hit that hornet's nest. You know what? Right now, there's some people here that consume way too much trying to figure out and they're getting tormented by how, what it's going to look like at the end. Especially during this COVID world. Like, don't worry about it because if you're on the right team, you're good no matter what happens. And it's going to be better than you thought. And don't worry about how, like, Honestly. If the Spirit's with you, you don't need to worry. It's going to be a good and glorious day for us, those who believe. The day of judgment is a good thing, you guys. God's judgment over our lives, it just told me right here in the Word before, it says, my guilt is as far as the east and from the west, which is sunset to sunrise. It's as far as it can get. So if it's gone, guess when, when we're on judgment day, he's not going to sit there and we, oh man, I used to believe that we were going to like be there and it'd bring all the population of the world, I guess. And then they would tell everybody our sins. Dude, that's not a loving God. And no one wants to sit there. Come on. We, why would you just... Think about it. No, think about how crazy some of the stuff we believe. Man, they, oh, he just wants to... You think God is such a God of love that he wants to torment us to be worried about how it ends? Man, he wants us to live daily expecting God's... His hand to be moving on our behalf. He wants to have... End, I actually believe, and this is my personal opinion, is that I believe that the Word is full of encounters with the Lord, that we're supposed to have so much encountering with God daily that you're going to be, that the reality of eternity is going to be more real than, it, than the reality of this is, and so that, so that it will actually finally break off the fear of death off the church. Oh, my word. Oh, I'm not scared of death. Well, why were you freaking out when you had COVID? Seriously, we got to get real. Because it's exciting when you get real. Because then you cross the chicken line and things start happening. It's true. Because you just don't care anymore what people think. You just care what he thinks. Thanks, Jeremy. You guys are always mocking me. Oh, man. For every persistent one will, will get what he asks for. Come on. Every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for. Come on. Because when you get hungry for him, you, you, you seek him, you get him. 
And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. Do you know of any parent who would give his hungry child, who he asked for food, a plate of rocks instead? Or when he asked for a piece of fish, what parent would offer his child a snake? Or what parent would, uh, if you, imperfect as you are, know how to lovely ta- love, lovingly take care of your children and give them what, what's best, how much more readily is your heavenly Father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask him? Come on. If you have children, you know you want to give them everything. Man, I'm actually, I, I do that too often. My wife tries to stop that because I ruin them. But guess what? God is such a good God that he doesn't. And that's, the, if you study that verse, that's, he won't give you stuff that's just going to wreck you. He actually wants to position you. And as you have a relationship and walk daily with him and we spend time with him, the next thing you know, you're actually getting wisdom because he's wisdom. You're getting knowledge. You're getting... And all of a sudden, he's giving you creative ideas so that when he actually gives you resources or positions you in the right place, you'll know what to do. He doesn't want to ruin your life. If he wanted to do that, then every prophet would get every lottery number all the time. No, no, think of that. If that was the God we served, that he just wanted to give us money for the sake of money because that's to wreck your life, he'd be, that's easy for a prophet to get killed. But I don't think he wants everyone to get wrecked. I know he doesn't. He wants to get wrecked on him. Because Jesus is the perfect theology. Oh, I got this awesome Bill Johnson quote. I love this. Not mine. This is Bill Johnson. The man himself. Very humble man. Only what is true on the inside can be released to the outside. Jesus conquered a storm with peace. It was a storm he slept in. The peace that kept him in arrest was the peace that delivered him from the storm itself. Internal realities become our external realities. That is the nature of ministry, living from the inside out. Come on. We have to know in here. And then you guys, it's okay not to have all the answers. We love that. We actually even, we were taught by, uh, uh, from Bethel, their school ministry, if, if you're in our school, you might get the answer back when a hand goes up and says, I, I actually don't know that answer. We don't have all the answers. We're walking out like anyone else is. We're just trying to figure out how good he is and experience it. He doesn't want us just to know it. He wants us to live it. Because he actually wants us to live a life expecting to live like Jesus. See, Jesus was fully man and fully God. And I, Brent brought this up last week, and I love that, is that he brought it up is that fact that Jesus could have sinned. And people freak out, but I could tell you, if, it, if, that, if Jesus couldn't have sinned, we're in a lot of trouble. Because he's asking us to do the same thing that Christ did. And we as believers, and this just proves once again, when we get forgiven, it's forgiven. Because when you're forgiven, you actually become sinless. Then the only difference between Jesus and us is that he was fully guided by the Holy Spirit, by his Father. And so that's up to you every day now. How guided are you to the Holy Spirit? How guided are you to the Father right now? Are you doing only what the Father's doing? Come on, I'm preaching to myself. If you know me, just let you know I preach to myself all the time. That's how I get messages. He speaks to me, and then I just tell you guys the same stuff. No, it's true. Because we're supposed to look like Jesus. He went around. He was never worried. One of my favorite, uh, uh, my favorite stories in the Bible, I love the miracles. I love that stuff. But I just love the fact that they were going to throw off Jesus off the cliff. I just, it brings up all the time to me. He's going to the cliff. They're throwing him off. They're mad. And he's like, eh, forget it. <laughs> like, do you guys realize that's us? We should be able to do that. But instead, we're going, the cliff! You see the cliff? Hey, guys, the cliff! 
the cliff, you're going to go throw off the cliff. The people are mad at us. And we lose focus on what he's doing. And we lose that understand that we actually have authority. Oh, my goodness, especially the charismatic movement. I laugh all the time. I've been here too many years of seeing this. <gasps> there's a witch in the room. Oh, there's a witch in the room. Did you see that came in the room? The whole thing's going to be a wreck now. Why are you worried? You know a Christian has more power than the greatest witch or warlock on the planet? I love bringing this up because I think we need to understand this. We don't just say it. We need to understand it. The, the reason we are not moving where we're going is not because the witches are warlocks. It's because of the church is beating each other up. I could tell you that. We're not. We're, we're, we're living a life. We're, we, should get just as ex, we should get just as intense as trying to deal with a witch or a warlock as we do when we start gossiping. Whoa, gossip's in the room. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Come on. Come on. Let's burn that. Let's get that going. Oh, my word. Well, if God really wants to heal the sick. Hey, get that out. That's lack of faith. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Get the intercessors going. Come on. Surround them. Bring them all. Kick them out. Yeah, we'll kick that out. Right out. No, it's true. Woo. Getting me excited here. Oh, man. We need, we need to actually study the the Word, and the Gospels. When you study the Gospels, we get to know who Jesus is. Go read it again. Read it again. Read it again. It's interesting, for years and years, I've, I've spent time with some amazing, what we call God, generals of the faith, and that's something they all do. They keep going back to the Gospels. What's in the Gospels? Because it's simple. When you start wanting to look like Jesus, things start happening. All of a sudden, you walk up, and boom, they're healed. He doesn't hold back. Because Jesus is the only way. And John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Come on. He doesn't say, hey, I am the way, but you can get more if you run and get it from somebody else. You guys, I believe in impartation. I truly believe in impartation. But the greatest impartation comes from him and him alone. Come on. I'll even go further. I love the gifts, the gifts of God. I love them. But I, I firmly believe this. Something that's greater than any gift is intimacy. I'm telling you right now, just because you feel like you don't feel like, because a lot of people just don't realize it, feel like you don't have a certain gift, do not count yourself out. Man, when you know Jesus, you don't need to be a prophet to get a word for somebody. When you know Jesus, you're like, hey, Jesus, what's going on? Because like, he wants to tell you, tell you what's going on. Because you're a friend. Come on, we need a lot more friends than we need just gifters. Whatever you want to call them. Come on, we do. Come on. 14.9 says, Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long that you have not known me, Philip? You have seen me and seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? We have to spend time with him. It's the only way. You want to know who the Father is? Spend time with Jesus. Spend time. Yeah, let me say again. Spend time. Time. There is no fast tracking. There is no fast tracking, people. You can go to every conference, get every impartation, be, but until you start actually building your own relationship, anyone married knows this how this works. You can't, uh, Chris, Bill John, uh, Chris Bolton uses it, says this, you can't fix a broken marriage by taking them to France. What I mean is you can't just go, hey, this is broken, let's go to France once and come back. And it's all good. In his words, and I'm just jumping into a story that I'm not giving any context to, but is that he says it starts in your picking, for men, picking up your boxers off the floor and your laundry off the floor 
is where it starts fixing your marriage. Right? No. Jesus is practical. I can tell you stories. When my wife prays, I do weird things. Seriously, I'm telling you. She's got stories. She thinks there's things. Sharon taught her something way back. She says, hey, if you, can't, if you need something to change, and Kevin's like, just go to Jesus. You're right. She th- yeah, exactly. And it works. I don't even know what's coming. For real. For, it was funny. For years, I, I was, uh, this sounds bad. But, um, I don't make, but it's not that big of a deal. So then, for, year, for a while there, Donna felt a few years ago that I should start going to the gym. Looking for my body a little more. Well, I didn't care. Sorry, I didn't, right? She starts, I don't know this. And she starts, well, she starts praying that I should look after my body a little better. Well, out of nowhere, I'm literally spending time with the Lord. And the Lord's like, Kevin, you need to go to the gym. Clear as day. He goes, I had no idea until later. I'm like, he's like, you need to go to the gym and start looking after your body. And, I'm like, and he's like, that's where your spiritual growth is going to go to another level. I didn't go to the gym because I actually wanted to care to my body. I went to the gym because I knew I was going to meet him there. And I haven't stopped for, what, four or five years because I literally, and I'll tell you, it's not, yes, it's good to be healthy. So I'm not the greatest health uh, advertisement. But for me, I literally, I'm like, I go because I know God's going to show up because I'm a little bit ADD, I think. And so when I work out, I'm focused and God just speaks. Honestly, he does. It was the best thing for my life. Come on. The key is, though, oh, I'm going to jump in here because this, this is for Jeremy right here. He'll know why. And so in working out, though, like a Christian, you don't just work out certain muscles, the ones that everyone can see. That's not healthy, but that's most of the church, right? It's not about the sprint. It's not like, hey, oh, yeah, I haven't spoken in tongues all week, but I'm going to, oh, I'm praying now. I'm not a spiritual. No, but it's true. If people acted like or prayed and went after it like they did, I'm not saying our people, but I'm saying when people go to prayer meetings and stuff, if they did that every week at home and every day, come on. If we all listened and, and, and got into actually hunger as we're feeling right now, because I can feel the hunger in the room. I'm talking to the best people around. I'm telling you, I'm preaching to the choir here. Because of what's breaking forth, but we, I just got, I felt so strongly today is that we need to just talk about who we are as a family, and this is who we are, and it's our identity. We're the crazy people that believe Jesus, the ones that actually want to see and are hungry to see God move. I'm tired of, oh, and I love it. If you've been listening, I listen to a lot of messages from Bethel and stuff, but a lot of these, I'm talking like like Bill Johnson's, Chris Bolton's, Todd, all these guys, and they're all saying the same thing right now. They're saying, we need fresh testimony. They're talking about themselves. There's something going on right now. God is like, hey, amp it up, guys, because we're set up for a harvest. Come on, we can say it all we want. We can, we've said it, but we need to realize that right now we're in such a time with, with everything going on in the world that people are looking for the answer. And it's such a cliche thing to keep on saying, but it's true. But don't just keep it for yourself. We do that all. I, we got to share it and give it away. So we got to look like Jesus. We got to start making water into wine. Some of us just need to drink more. I'm talking to the good charismatics Pentecostals in here. No, we lost it. You know what we've lost a little bit of, but I'm trying to get back? Because I grew up a Mennonite Baptist boy. So I didn't know about this, and it was all fresh to me. And all these weird Pentecost people were always going, more, Kevin, more, more, more. And that's all they prayed is more. I'm like, this is all they say is more. But you know how good that is? 
We actually, that's a huge prayer we're missing. More, Lord. More, Lord. Because you know what? It stopped us saying, oh, Lord, fix my bank account. Uh, I need a car. Um, can you fix this person? No, it's just more of you, Lord. It's more, Lord. And actually receive it and take time to receive it. We're such, we're so fast food people that we need to learn how to eat again in the church. That's a really good word. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Hashtag. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, man, no, but it's, that's, it's true, though. We need to learn to eat. We've got to slow down and actually realize what we're eating. Not just trying to get enough to get to our breakthrough or just enough to get our answer or enough just to make it through the day. We need to eat so that tomorrow morning we wake up and we're already full. But then there's a fullness that causes us to be more hungry. We've got to look like Jesus, guys. Making wine. Meets a woman at the well that's in sin. And what does he bring? Instead, he brings life, hope, joy. We don't need to bring condemnation. She, was, she already was doing that. She was already doing that. We are our hardest. You guys, I teach a teaching on process. And I love saying this to people, give yourself a break. Often, even though I'm counseling somebody, I'll stop and I'll feel that. I'm like, slow down. Just give yourself a break for a moment. We need to slow down. The reason you're here is because God is opening, is showing you something. Let's walk through it. Because he has the answer. He doesn't open up something and go, ha, you're bleeding. He goes, no, I got something to stop that. Right? We've got to read the word just to get excited about miracles. Because people go, oh, you guys talk about miracles too much. That's what Jesus did. He literally, that was his ministry. No, 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 you guys are asking, you're seeking his hands. He wants to seek his face. You guys, his face and his hands are all connected. No, but I break this. I'm not saying it because it's a bad thing. I'm actually saying this because we got to break this mindset in here. That when you go, when you're feeling all stirred up and you're like, oh, I got to phone up so-and-so because I got a word for them and, all, and you're like, you know because you're in your prayer time and it's amazing and then like you're about to do it and, and this voice is, oh, you're cool. What are you doing? You don't get words. You don't get stuff. That's the lying enemy. You got to stay and teach yourself to stay in that place. They go, no, I am used. God wants to use me. You guys, some of us, I, I hear testimony to testimony. when people step out as usually the greatest things happen. And Rushi, you step out. Oh, we've all been there. Doing it and getting a hold of the person, you think there's no way they want to hear from you, or they think you're crazy. I'm telling you from my own testimony, during COVID, I learned something big, is that there's people in my life that I thought, thought I was just a whack after everything. My life changed radically. I got a little zealous. And so I thought these people thought I was crazy now, because they're good Christians. And I'm telling you, God broke the cap off because all of a sudden, People are sitting at home where they would never have watched their stuff before, and also, and then all of a sudden they're phoning and wanting prayer, and they want to connect. And I'm like, "What? You thought I thought you thought I was crazy?" Because the enemy's a stinking liar. I'm actually right now, purposely in my life, finding things where the devil had lied for, and I'm going after it head on. I was bashing. I don't care why. Like in that sense, I'm finding people that I'm like, "Oh, I thought," and they're like, "No, no, we watch it. We love this stuff." And I'm like, "What? Are you kidding me?" I thought. I've went for 20 years. I thought you thought I was crazy. No, it's awesome. I don't think she'll be watching because she goes to different church, but my aunt goes to our school right now. It's so awesome. I'll brag on that. I thought she thought I was crazy. We were all very close family. And then I got crazy, a little, little radical. 
Because I met Jesus in a powerful way. I'm not ashamed of that. I literally had an encounter with the Lord that didn't know existed. And things change. You let heaven touch you. When you get an understanding of eternity, it's no longer a religion or an idea. I can't not, I can't go back. Even that saying that I can hear that religious spirit, ooh, you just opened a can of Who cares? God is bigger than that. We do not need to live in fear. Whew. Romans 8, 31 to 35. So what does this all mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me who then could ever stand against us? I'm going to read this again. Church, so what does this all mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me who then could ever stand against us? For God has pro proved his love by giving up his greatest treasure, the gift of his son, and since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. Who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen to love to be his? Come on. That's us, guys. Who dares? God says, bring it. God himself is the judge who has issued his final verdict over them. Not guilty. I declare over you today, you are not guilty. Not guilty. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and if you haven't, please talk to us. Because that's so important. It, it's eternity. You want to be on the right team. Because we already know who wins. And God loves you. I just want to speak, even if you're watching right now. God loves you no matter where you've been or what you've done. God is waiting for you to come running to him, and his arms are wide open. I'm telling you right now, if anyone's watching or listening right now, God is not going to be like, hey, you, I know what you did. You're foolish. No, no, no. He will hold you and actually just grab you and accept you. And he'll put a ring on your finger and he'll throw a party. It's true. We're going to have a lot more people getting saved around here. I'm telling you. We are. And please, do not come up to them and say, well, you're crazy and passionate now, but that'll wear off. They told me that 20 years ago. It ain't working. No. 20, forget it. I got saved when I was like five years old, but my whole life changed when I was a little older. God is so good. So good. You guys want to stand up? Actually, I don't know where we're going here. Because... Um, this lady here, I want to, yeah, this guy, I just, yeah, I just saw during, um, during worship, just God's, yeah, you need to come up with the gospel, I love it, keep what you're doing, no, I just want to pray over you, I just saw God's love over you, and that there was just a shifting going over your life right now, and there's such a breakthrough, and then I just, I just felt over and loving God, and it felt like you almost just need to even hear that right now, and that he is moving and shifting things into your favor, um, I love it. He's actually handing you the, like the, the, I just saw him handing, I see in parts, I, I see him giving you like a set of, a deck of cards and it's like the winning hand is in your hand. And Lord, I just thank you for the presence of God that you have upon her, Lord God. I think that she's a builder in the spirit, Lord God, that she has the creative ability to, to shift things and move things, Lord God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the witness she is and the witness she was. But Lord, I thank you, Lord, that this is, I just see you blasting off, Lord God. This is a season of power and encounters right now in Jesus' name. The radicalness is coming back. It's like, don't, 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 worry, like don't, don't worry about what could have been. Live today in the name of Jesus. Come on. Right now, I thank you for the healing anointing right now in Jesus' name. Right now, come right now in Jesus' name. 
you I saw I saw these during worship I looked over behind you there was people trying to get you to close doors but they weren't doors that God was trying to shut um, the enemy was trying to distract you and I'm telling you right now his faithfulness because of your faithfulness is incredible and I just want to I, I just see him actually bring a well of a fresh well coming into your home into your house right now and I just see that he's there's a provision coming forth because there's dreams that he's put in your heart that needs the provision to come and I just feel like just that as you've been stepping out, that God is gonna gonna shift some things. I just feel clearly she like, like it's a jump almost. I just hmm, hold on, yeah. Lord, we just thank you, Jesus, Lord God, spirit of breakthrough right now. Thank you for their hunger and excitement. But Lord, I thank you, Lord, that uh, I just break off any words spoken over him right now, or um, yeah, that, uh, break off just the distraction of the missing right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that you have put him in the specific, direct place and that you have the perfect timing. And I thank you for timing. I thank you. I actually see you've just pulled out a, that God's given you a, a, a level of just times and seasons, a gift to see times and seasons is coming over you guys. And then as you're asking for that, God is going to give you answers in Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name. And I just, uh, Jan, I just see, you, there's this, you're already on fire, but there's another level. I just see you getting radical. I actually see you almost like a Stacey Campbell shaking your head, going crazy, giving words. Um, and and it's, 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 you're gonna, he's going to push you out of the box. He's going to push you out of the box. He's breaking before. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's, because you guys together, God brought you guys for a purpose. And there's this, there's this, there's this, if you're, Neil, you're very much a rock and she's like a, uh, a kite a bit, but that's actually how it's supposed to be. The thing is, the next next season, I think the rocks going to be lifted on off the ground a bit. Yep. And so, Lord, I just thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, I thank you right now for the supernatural. I see the supernatural provision coming over them right now. Lord, I pray for the grace of God to come over them right now in the name of Jesus so they know what to do next, Lord God. They know what to do next because I see that it's, it's one of those times where I just see you know, there's a verse that says in Psalms that you can leap, we will leap over a wall. I feel like God's going to have you leaping over a wall in Jesus' name. Come on. Thank you, people. Yes, God's good. Whew. Oh, man. Oh. Well, we're going to have a prayer team come up. We believe in healing here. We're just going to ask the Lord. If anyone needs a healing right now, we're just going to just, prayer team can come up, but I want to actually pray for you guys first. I feel there's a breakthrough in the room. It's been a challenging word, but a good word. Come on. Because we are the children of God. Come on. So let's step into it. Let's, right now, Lord, we just... Yeah, come on, Chuck. Work with me here. Lord, we just thank you for your anointing. We thank you for healing, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for touching hips right now in Jesus' name, Lord God. I thank you. I we need something done to their hips. Just, come on. Somebody grab them and pray for them. Grab them pray for them. Let's do this quick. Let's do this stuff quick. Healing, Lord, we just know that the word of knowledge is a 
pray, Lord God, fresh touch in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for just your fire to come right now in Jesus' name. Your healing touch right now in Jesus' name, Lord God. Lord God, over our church right now. Lord, I stir up the gift of faith in the room. Come on, if you need a breakthrough, if you need a healing, grab it. Come on. Come on, Jesus. Just start checking it. Come on. Lord, I just pray for healing for all those who have had motor vehicle accidents that have caused issues, especially in their backs right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If that's you, come on up to. I just break off all hopelessness right now in Jesus' name. We break off hopelessness right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on. today, Lord. The more. The more. The more. Come on. Come on. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes, Lord God. I pray for our worship teams. Come on. May their bodies be fully healed. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We honor you. We honor you, Lord. Worthy is the Lamb. Come on. kingdom. We send them with your presence. We send them with your love. We send them as willing vessels that say yes to all that you have. And Lord, we release a hunger and expectation over them right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on. 